Do you believe that good and evil exist? The answer to this question is no. Is murder wrong? Is it evil? No. I'm sure you think murder is wrong. Hmm. But how do you know? 48 minutes of dogs barking. 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 Growl. Growl. 48 minutes of dogs barking. 48 minutes of dogs barking. Let me go. Okay. All right. What? So, so, (laughs) what the fuck was that? That was just me getting ready. What do you mean? You getting ready sounds like an Englishman about to fuck a prostitute behind the theater in like 1870. (laughs) Well, mm, I see you're wearing the the burgundy lipstick tonight. Does that mean the back door is open? (laughs) Oh, I mean, that is kind of what my lovemaking has been described as. So, uh, go on. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Your question uh, is. <laughs> your question is. Have you ever started a bit of antisocial behavior at a workplace that spread throughout your coworkers and the business? Antisocial behavior. Can you give me an example? Okay, so I'll give you an example. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I worked at Whole Foods. Okay. In the prep kitchen, mm-hmm. it was a terrible fucking job. Right. We all hated our boss so much. That I I think one we all kind of did different ways to disassociate. Some people went out and smoked weed on their breaks. Sure, the American. I just classic. found ways. I just found ways to be really absurd. And I would sit there and I would think of a joke. <laughs> okay. For like like a whole entire <clears throat> shift, and then I would like when my shift was over, sit in my car and post it on Facebook to like ten likes and be like, tight. Well, okay, class. One of the things. Yeah. One of the things in one of these these moments of hating my job was I started speaking in a stereotypical Italian accent <laughs> to one of my coworkers in the kitchen. And so me and him start going back and forth to each other. You know, mama, me, you're going to that. Yeah. You're not going to eat at the. You're not going to eat at the uh, the uh, spatchuka. You know, just like just making. Yeah. Just... Oh, you're just a bit of skin and the bones. And then other people in the kitchen start doing it. Oh no. And then all the fucking little hipster kids in groceries started doing it. Oh, no. Which was like the middle part of the building. Okay. And then it so got it, re- to it literally spread. Grocery and seafood. Oh, no. Which is the exact opposite. Like, I literally spread a meme from the end of one, one building. end of the yeah, store okay. to the other. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. Through all the departments. Wow. And I remember it got to a point where the store manager, we had a monthly meeting. All hands on deck. <laughs> of course. Has sit down and one of the things he said, I think it was also the same one where he was talking about John Mackey's like, you know, conscious capitalism book. Oh you boy. Know, you know, you know. But he sat down and he said, So I've noticed and he's old hippy dippy guy. And he was retiring like that the next year because Whole Foods was definitely did not want touchy feely hippy dippy people in management anymore. They wanted guys that looked like they shopped at Brooks Brothers and would get an enema at Brooks Brothers. Some real type A assholes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, I remember um, the district manager coming in. This is a quick aside, and was going to give like uh, 
kind of like like a little life coach thing. You know, like, hey, you want to move from the company? I'm like, fuck it, whatever. I mean, even though I hate this job, like, I right. can see it going. I, there's something. ways where there's it would something not there. suck. Most of them would involve me not being in the prep kitchen. Fair enough. And so he had this, like, little little talk with people. And it's people that are like, you know, I'm the assistant buyer in grocery and all mm. that. And mm-hmm. I go, I'm a, a kitchen assistant. He, like, almost laughed. Oof. I know, like, the, like, the only, like, the custodian is higher on the pecking order than the, the yeah. kitchen assistant. Yeah. I go, yeah, I know I'm the guy that cuts up tortilla ships and, <laughs> and washes dishes. But guess what? Like I maybe I'm maybe I'm more than that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so the store manager is old sweet hippy dippy guy. Is like I I've, I've noticed some of y'all been talking in a way that you know some of our customers might find to be offensive. <laughs> and, you know, it's, uh-huh. I, I know it's all in good fun but we're an inclusive business and we don't want to make anyone feel like they're on the outside. And, and that's the stuff about customers. Like we have people here who are from different countries that have grown up in different parts of the world of different ethnicities, different backgrounds, different religions. And we don't want anyone to feel excluded here. Right. Which was probably the nicest way to tell a bunch of people in their twenties to stop going around. Oh, mama me, I'm Pizza Oh, oh, Giuseppe, Giuseppe. Oh, can you read Giuseppe? Can you be stuck in the Zevia soda, Giuseppe? Hey, yeah. hey, yeah, yeah. Like that was really just like this really heartfelt thing of a bunch of people just going around like, yeah, yeah. I got an organ grinder and a monkey, you know, like just like, yo, know, gosh, you know, I'm so, God. Hey, hey, man. Hey man, uh, are telling your coworker, hey man, yeah, you greasy motherfucker, don't yeah, bother, yeah. bother wearing gloves. This is gonna soak right through, right? You know, just, just being really mis- just being so racist towards Italians. So you've never done anything like that. I think the only thing that ever came close is when I started getting all of my coworkers into this Kansas City rap group that called themselves MC Cat Genius and Obelisk. Are you familiar with these? I'm. Guys? I'm Nile. In the early 2000s, this maxed out at about like 2007, 2008. There, there were two guys who really took like avant-garde, weird-ass rap to a whole new level. Yeah. And and so one of them was Obelisk, and Obelisk was the producer, but he also cosplayed as a pilot, like an airline pilot. Yeah. And then the other one was MC Cat Genius. So Obelisk would write most of the most of the beats, and MC Cat Genius would write all the rhymes. Well, they did, they did on Columbia Access Television, and it's the series of videos that are out there. I'm gonna see if I can. So they remixed a Cornelius song. It's absolutely bonkers. I'm gonna play a little clip of it here. I'm seeing rookies from a hot and perfect pancake maker. Zombies and tiny dogs and pacemakers. It's taking the paper to itself. The diabetic chambers. That chamber has diabetes, y'all. And wearing mini tooth ties and shooting awesome layups. Eating crepons and riding bikes with John Stamos. This is a life that I live because I am so famous. All the ladies jumping on his crooked bar canoes. That's so, about the best I got as far so, as like... So you know what's really funny? Yeah. Is there's so much weird crave music that came out of Columbia in Kansas City mm-hmm. in the late 2000s. Like, they had Shun, they had stuff like that, they had Witch yeah. Hat. Yeah, yeah. All this really amazing... You know what we had? Super fun fucking yeah, yeah, rocket ship. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It was a weird scene. There was just such an odd... bad music. Yeah. Like, well, it didn't hurt, help... I mean, that... 
like the venue in town was the creepy crawl, which everyone hated. Right. And <laughs> God, the creepy crawl was so bad. I can't imagine that Columbia had that much better of venues, though. Columbia had Rose Music Hall. Oh, yeah. Which was something before that. Okay. Had Cafe Berlin. Yeah. Had Blue Note. Yeah, Blue Note always gets the gets the nod. But yeah, you're right. You're right. There's probably... I don't even really know what was going on in Kansas City. It just like St. Louis just sucked that much. Yeah. Um, I can't really stress to, to the people at home. I graduated high school in 2004, 37 years old. St. Louis was absolutely fucking miserable dead end place to be <laughs> fucking 19. Oh, that's when I graduated college. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Cause I was in Edwardsville, Illinois. That wasn't shit out there oh, yeah, either. It's just like, yeah. I'm like being told by people, oh, this is the best years of your life. I'm like, is it, it do I have to go somewhere else? Like, <laughs> yeah. According was, to like, who? No fucking yeah. culture. <laughs> like, according to who? Yeah. There was yeah. like nothing going on. Like yeah. no culture. Not for, from about 2005 to about 2009. Like, is, yeah. There's nothing. It's a dead zone. A fucking wasteland. Yeah. Anyways, this is uh, uh, it's forty minutes of dogs barking. Forty eight minutes of dogs bitching. <laughs> I'm Brian, and I got my ride or die bitch here, Mister Poo Poo Pants. <laughs> they call me Jason in in certain circles. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Welcome to the show. When you went to, uh, when you worked at Whole Foods, yeah. you went on a missionary trip trip to Ghana, and. <laughs> Perceived to be the whitest person ever uh, helping install a chemical toilet in a village where everyone spoke English for some reason. Is that a true story? You just fuck with me. I don't know what's going on. I can't say more on Mike without probably a lawyer present. (laughs) So, Jason, what we got today on the internet? Let me move. I'm the one moving it forward. I know. Fucking amazing. This week, boy, one of my favorite accounts, uh, at Ogre Mode on Twitter, also known as Large Adult Son of Frankenstein. (laughs) (laughs) Try to just give that up for the name. The post is, November sucks, can't shave, can't nut, and you have to write a 50K word novel. (laughs) It's getting cold out. I went trick-or-treating with with my son. Boy, uh, that was, it's the coldest it's ever been. On Halloween. Yeah, my ass stayed say. inside. Yeah, you probably made the better decision, got to be honest. Speaking of Whole Foods and speaking of foods that I'm angry about, mm-hmm. I have been pissed off about various different things about food this week, but this one takes the fucking cake. Have you seen this about the scooped bagels? Do you know anything about this I guy? I heard a little bit about this. This is like the, the cronut thing over all over Oh, again. no. It's fucking worse. So this How guy... It's, it be worse than cronut? It's, it, believe me. This guy on TikTok by the name of Taylor Offer, that's the account there, posted this video about how he can't find a place in New York to scoop his bagel. Do you know what a scooped bagel is? No. Jason, please tell me. <laughs> what the fuck is a scooped bagel? A scooped bagel is when you take a bagel and you scoop out all the soft insides, leaving only the bagel crust. And then you fill that bagel crust with cream cheese and then sometimes locks. Okay, that doesn't sound terrible. Well, this guy is going around, again, in New York, a place where you can get a pretty decent bagel, right? We assume, and places won't do it for him. And he complains about it for almost a minute in this fucking video. There's nothing more stressful than ordering a bagel in New York City. I just went to a bagel shop here. I'm from Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, if you order a bagel, you walk in, you say, hey, can I get a scoop gluten-free bagel? The person behind the bar is usually like, of course, we have these different options today for gluten-free. Of course, I can do that for you. In New York, I just walked in and asked for a scoop gluten-free bagel. 
guy just looks at me and goes, I'm not scooping your fucking bagel, bro. That was the entire video, was him saying, I walked into a bagel place in New York asking for a scooped, again, they take out all the good stuff, gluten-free bagel. There's two things already that I'm pissed off about. One is that he asked for a gluten-free. Why the fuck are you ordering a bagel if you want it gluten-free? Honestly. Well, maybe he's a huge bitch. There's also that. But <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Okay, you want it scooped. He mentions in the video, I'm from Los Angeles. Well, maybe that shit flies in L.A., but it's New York, baby. Only city in the world. You got to have a slice, et cetera, et cetera. They're not going to do that. And he no. was he was offended. That sounds, that sounds like you're trying to start a fight with someone. Right. He was offended that this guy at the bagel place didn't want to scoop his bagel. Well, there was a follow-up. <laughs> there was a follow-up. He found a place to scoop his bagel. Finally, he says. Actually, that doesn't look terrible. I don't, I don't hate this. Are you saying you wouldn't eat this? I'm not saying I wouldn't eat it. What I'm saying to you is it makes me irrationally angry. I understand that it's irrational. I understand that it's... It's just me fucking going off. I understand that. I mean, like, this guy like, sucks. No, this guy sucks. There's, there's no question about it. But the part that gets me, okay, gluten-free scooped bagel. What you're saying to me is that not only, you know, are you getting a bagel substitute to begin with, but then you're also going to have someone at the deli or wherever you're getting this do extra work so you can get more cream cheese and more locks in the middle of your bagel. Fucking just eat the bagel with the cream cheese and the lox. The fuck are you talking about? It's ridiculous. It's stupid. And I hate it. And I'm so fucking mad about it. And it's so irrational. I understand this. Yeah. Uh, but. Gosh. <laughs> it's almost like they made Sonic the Hedgehog's arms blue or something. Exactly. No, it's, <laughs> that's exactly what it feels like. If you want that, if you want literally just a pile of cream cheese and lox, order that. And say, fuck the bagel. Eat it with a fork. I don't know. I, I, I feel like you're mis I feel like he's missing the point of what a bagel is. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. It, it could be me. I could be wrong. There is something insufferable about this. But I don't think there's something inherently wrong about a scooped bagel with copious amounts of delicious cream cheese and locks. You can have a non-scooped bagel with copious amounts of cream cheese and lox. You maybe, can ask for that. Maybe you still want all the carbs. I He's already getting it gluten-free. You're seeing what I'm saying here, right? I'm not crazy. I swear to God. <laughs> I know that immediately makes me sound infinitely more crazy. crazy. About, I'm not crazy about the bagels. The world is crazy. I feel like it is. I don't know. I mean, like I said, like I said, I'm aware. It's so, so are you saying, so you're saying the Palestinians don't deserve scoop bagels? What I'm saying, I'm just going to walk past that one. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying is I'm aware that it's irrational. I'm aware. You, are you saying if you were at that, that, the, that border gate, at <laughs> Egypt, <laughs> Egypt and Palestine, and you were, and you were letting the aid trucks through and you're inspecting okay. them to make sure there was no contraband. There was nothing right. that was. You know, you're you're either from like the UN or Qatar or some shit. Or whoever. And you yeah. saw some scoop bagels in those aid packages. You're like, get them back. Get them back. No, they're not eating these. Other people can enjoy whatever they want to enjoy. But when it comes to me, I'm saying, again, this is just <laughs> me. I feel like this is a waste of everyone's time. Number one. Are you saying this is like the David Lind Lindelhoff Watchmen? 
No, because I like that. I, th- I think in this, in this regard, the idea of this flies in the face of what the fuck a bagel is even for. Why do you want a bagel? Why does it have to be a bagel? You want a, 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 like a slice of something? You want a, like a naan with that in it? Fine, have it. But a bagel is a bagel. You're trying to make a bagel into something it's not. If you want a thin piece of bread with cream cheese and lox, put it on, I don't know, naan or pita or so. It doesn't have to be a bagel, right? I guess not. I mean, I don't know. I want to try a scoop bagel now. <laughs> Fuck you. This has had the exact opposite reaction. I don't know. I, I'm Mr. Fucking I hate everything. And I'm like, you know what? I, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I would go to a place that advertise hey we do scoop bagels okay i would not go around i think this is where he where he's fucking up oh is he's asking someone who doesn't normally do it to do it that's where you that's that's where i that's where i'm saying fuck this guy i'm not saying a scoop bagel is a terrible thing okay i if i like i mean st louis is kind of having like a uh, a bagel renaissance apparently yeah that is so i would not be amazed if there were one of those places like the next month or so was like yeah we'll do scoop bagels yeah fuck it whatever drive all the way out to to chesterfield to buy a bagel (laughs) no (laughs) i refuse no i'm not driving 40 minutes out of my way to get a bagel scooped or unscooped scooped or unscooped all right Speaking of, of St. Louis foods. See, this is the perfect segue. I thought I had this all teed up perfectly. Yeah, uh, fucking somebody died. Drinking. Someone died eating a Panera? Yeah. <laughs> you would God. think it wouldn't happen, God. but it did. Boy, we're just I'm just going to be talking shit at all kinds of places I used to That's all right. So this is a Rolling Stone article from uh, C.T. Jones. C.T. Jones doing uh, the Lord's work here. The headline, TikTok warned you about Panera charged lemonade, then someone died. Yeah. Panera about, gosh, three, I want to say like 2018, 2019. Yeah, it was about that long ago. Yeah. uh, Started selling this lemonade that is apparently fucking delicious. Oh, no, it's it's great. I've had it. The problem is, I think like a serving, like Mm. a glass has like 320 milligrams of caffeine. 390. Jesus Christ, dude, that's like two monsters. That's three Red Bulls. Goddamn. People, and what makes this relevant to what we're talking about is that people on TikTok for like the last year or two have yeah. been like, like you know, like people that work from, from a coffee shop or a Panera or whatever. Oh, yeah. No uh, no, no shade there. Um, but people like having this realization and talking about it on, on the internet, particularly on TikTok, just being like, yeah, I used to drink like three of these. Yeah. I was I did not realize I was drinking like a thousand milligrams of caffeine. Yeah, they're seeing through time and space. While yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Some of these videos, these people are zooted. Yeah. These people. <laughs> yeah. These people. If they look like they just found a hot stock tip, and they got like <laughs> they're trying to sell a boat. And they got to yeah. sell a boat. Just trying the the fucking the horse. He loves he loves to be on the wire. Um, <laughs> That, by the way, a nice callback to our Enzo Turn episode (laughs) about the horse who likes luxury. So where this like ties back into like places I have worked before. Yeah, same here. I've I've also worked at uh, Panera as well. So but Panera here is called St. Louis Bread Company. Mm -hmm. And people always like, well, why is it called Panera everywhere else? It was like, well, it's the same reason I don't eat at fucking Boston Market. Because uh, no one no one who respects themselves outside of St. Louis would eat a place called St. Louis Louis Bread Bread Company. Company was really hard up for work one one time and i had a friend i knew they'd worked for panera's corporate office and 
they're like hey we need people for like an online catering team you know come apply and all this and i'm like sure so i got the job and one of the things that's really awful about working in panera's corporate is that it is a contract to hire after it was supposed to be three month period so it was me and one other guy that hired at the same time our three month would have been the week of thanksgiving and our manager was like oh you know it's the holidays and stuff we can't do it which is bullshit right found out so many people were stuck on a contract to hire who who shouldn't have been like the hr lady that interviewed me was still technically a contractor and was not getting Ooh. paid her full wage though she had been there for like six months oh boy you know so a lot of this shit was going on so uh not a great place to work but i remember with my team we had a conversation one of the one of the girls was like yeah actually like i was out and i got this like lemonade and it was fucking delicious and i like was all fucked up off of it <laughs> and then i looked up online it has like 300 something milligrams of caffeine like that's dangerous and they're not like really not really advertising how potent this drink is i'm actually kind of amazed it's taken this long for someone to uh to die from it or at least knowing we can at least trace it. i'm sure this is no scores yeah. of people. Uh, so this is a, a 21 year old at uh, the University of Pennsylvania. Sarah Katz died after drinking it, according to a lawsuit filed last week by her parents. Now, what complicates the story is, of course, that Sarah had a pre-existing condition, long QT type one syndrome, a heart condition that can cause arrhythmias or abnormal heart rhythms when subjected to heavy physical exercise or energy drinks, which the charged lemonade absolutely falls, at least in my mind, under that category. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she um, she consumed it, went into cardiac arrest, and then died. That Just one. sucks. Just one. Uh, and then again, there are people out here taking three of these to the face every day. There's and this that's... TikTok of this young lady who looks like she's about to stare a hole through her camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, I drank phone. half a large one with no ice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have heard stories of people I know that are like, yeah, I had this fucking lemonade. And you didn't you say there was like a thing, uh, Jason, where you can get like unlimited? You can. There, it's, it's called the Unlimited uh, Sip Club or something like that, where it's like you pay a monthly fee and you get whatever you want in the Panera Bread. Here's another one from TikTok. Um, let's see here. Saying, uh, this is not an ad. This is a warning. Paying $4 for a Panera lemonade with 390 milligrams of caffeine to go into VTAC while I'm studying instead of taking Adderall. <laughs> oh, boy. Apparently, the R Panera subreddit is awash with these kinds of warnings as well. The lawsuit itself alleges that Panera exposed customers to, quote, increased risk of injury by not marketing the drink properly as an energy drink and for also including it in at the aforementioned Unlimited Sip Club. And it also notes, and this is something that I know from working in one of the bakery cafes, all the drinks are mixed in-house by employees. Yep. And so you may not be getting 390 milligrams of caffeine. You might be getting more. The variables here are uh, really intense. This just seems to be like another thing panera has done that is incredibly fucking questionable <laughs> among so, many others <laughs> sure yeah one thing people f not from here like to like to ask us is like wait what's your guys fucking deal with panera why are you guys so fucking obsessed like it is this dog shit food slow down 
20 years ago, yes, it was actually pretty fucking tight. An everyday oasis, they used to call it. Yes. Like, getting Panera was kind of fucking special because it was, like, the first, like, fancy sandwich shit you could get in St. Louis. There's a vegetarian sandwich. They took off the menu in, like, 2003. Oh, the veggie delight. That that when I worked for Panera in 2018, their customer service were still getting phone calls about people. I'm like, when well, you going to bring back that fucking sandwich? And yeah. I'm like... It was great. Yeah. The thing that people... 20 years later, people are like, why did you guys get rid of that? I don't think they've had... I think they had one good vegetarian sandwich after that, but not oh, yeah. really. Well, because they've moved on to doing stuff like, oh, we're going to have pizza. I think you've missed the point of this entirely. Completely, I actually like, completely. worked with a guy who was part of the rollout for the pizza. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, how much shit did he get? Me and he was like, he was like, he's like, I knew it was a fucking bad. He like, yeah. he's like, he's like, I knew it was a bad idea, but I had to go with like some other, some you know, someone's son kind of idea. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, back in the early, early days of when it was still just St. Louis Bread Company, when they hadn't moved out to the coast, so they hadn't done all the Panera stuff, they had fantastic stuff they had you know a turkey sandwich on a tomato basil bread that had streusel topping on the top and it had a a slice of gouda on there a strip of bacon and a special sauce they made just for it It was called the bacon turkey bravo the bacon turkey bravo was probably the single best thing they ever made right they introduced the focaccia so they had you know the big focaccia, which then then started doing paninis, which again probably one of the first chains to do paninis. Remember the portobello? The portobello. Oh, oh God! That was the same. That was that same time they rolled out the focaccia. Was they also made the portobello sandwich? Because that was the one that went in the panini grill. Stellar sandwiches, even the most basic shit, which was a roast beef sandwich on a baguette. Oh, but that roast beef sandwich is like the best roast beef sandwich you've ever had. And the horseradish was good. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like everything. You could, I mean, the, the even... fucking bagels were still amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to say two things here that I learned when I worked for Panera was the first week I worked there, we had a team meeting. And the big point was that our stores, didn't, our cafes were unable to make a satisfactory grilled sandwich, grilled cheese sandwich. Really? Because Panera at this point had so streamlined their product flow and what cheeses and what ingredients they had available to all their locations that they no longer had cheeses that were readily available at every cafe that could melt at the proper temperature for a grilled fucking cheese. And these are some of the saddest grilled cheese sandwiches. These look like the fucking Jory LaForge put this shit together. (laughs) Yeah, I can't see shit. I guess I must have left before that time because, yeah, boy, when you had the panini press and you had the right bread and you had the, the two cheeses, because usually it was two cheeses if you're doing a grilled cheese sandwich, you're probably yeah. going to do gouda, you're probably going to do the big sharp cheddar. And that's pretty decent melting points on both of those. And you get them in the panini press, do it for 90 seconds, you got a grilled cheese sandwich. Not only do you have a grilled cheese sandwich, but you have a pretty decent one, especially if it's on the sourdough. The only thing sadder I've seen in those grilled cheese sandwiches is when I worked at a call center that one nine hundred flowers and the shit oh, that we'd boy. see, yeah. the shit that we would see like on Mother's Day and Valentine's oh, Day. You were that telling was the me about only this. thing comparable to the sadness of those sandwiches. You were telling about the one one eight hundred flowers. Oh bit. gosh, oh, the boy. at the funeral. I told, oh, I told yeah, you about that. Yeah. Yeah. God, what? <laughs> I'm just bumming myself. And the yeah. second thing, <laughs> it's really second thing is there was a lady that worked in the customer service team that was really sweet. She'd been with Panera for like a million years. I forget how long she said, and she was like telling me. Oh, you know, I've been here and like I got like a great 401k, all these great things. 
And she goes on for like a couple of minutes about, you know, help my kids out with college, you know, all these great yeah, things. Yeah. And he's like, I just wish the food didn't taste like a fucking dairy soccer ball. No. I mean, it was it was like, I mean, Panera is now expensive hospital food. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it's not great. I really just wanted the, the, you to do this so I could talk shit on Panera. No, it's fine. <laughs> totally great. I love it. I, I Believe me, as a former employee of there, I will talk shit on them God. anytime you want. Speaking of not good, Brian. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, Alexis Texas is trending. And Prager you. <laughs> what, what, what delights we have to show you. Oh, boy. Uh, that's unrelated to what I have prepared. This was just a company called Freedom 2.0. And put a billboard up that said, this water ain't woke. I don't even know if that's a real billboard. I think I that's just like a... Fu- but um, Woke water, Brian. Uh, sp- speaking of woke water, I'm just going to move past that one. Because you know what? It's not even that funny. Uh, <laughs> folks! Folks! What's the, what? Does the, does the water have fucking pronouns? <laughs> is, well, it, is it wet weather? Yeah. <laughs> well, well. Uh, speaking of wetter, amaranth. We've talked about amaranth with the um, what was it, maximum erotic blowjob uh, bit about uh, amaranth. She was doing the the AI a bit. And, oh yeah, uh, those the AI was too horny. Yeah, the AI was too horny, and apparently amaranth is now in the works with a beer company called Yoni to turn her vaginal yeast into beer. <laughs> It can't be anything worse than whatever that beer yeast shit that Rogue did fair. years ago. That's fair. Look, I'm into a lot of weird beers, but I think I draw the line at vaginal. Pussy beer? I, you know what? Yeah, kind of. I'll eat it. I ain't going to drink it. <laughs> All right. All right there. Sell down, Jason. <laughs> I'll eat it. Um, Plum Corp Records is at it again, Brian. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I got recommended a YouTube video. Yeah. That claims that Plum Corp Records is the brainchild of some MMA fire who turned like <laughs> internet weirdo. Okay, all right, it makes it was sense. Like a UFC fire or some shit like that, or something along those lines. And it was, it was like a, but it was like a Tim and Eric type freak. Okay, and then like dropped out of the public eye, and people are like, "Oh, this has to be this guy." Like, there's too many like his signature weird shit. Huh. Well, they dropped a video this week, which is literally an hour of an old grumpy guy just staring at you. This is 45 minutes into the video. It's your it's your grandpa or your dad just staring. Oh, this is your, your, disapproving. This is your dad's friend that you have to call Uncle Mike. Staring disapproving at you. He's wearing a flannel shirt, looking very annoyed. This goes on, like I said, for an hour. Now, did you watch 45 minutes of this? Or you I watched like, 45 minutes of this thinking there was going to be something funny. It has yet to happen. <laughs> oh, he's cross, he's oh cross he uncrosses. Okay. So you think if you marry him, he's going to take care of you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can almost imagine like what he's saying. Like, oh, so you voted for Obama, huh? You know, The disappointed uncle, the disappointed dad. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't make heads or tails of it. It's not funny in the way that Dracula Flow is. It's not funny in the way the Big Swimmer or any of that stuff is. It's just... It's still got 50K views, though. Yeah, and it's only been out for less than a week. Oh, yeah, I don't hate it. It's performance art. I think that's... It's Kaufman-esque. It's that performance art thing where it's just... Or uh, even uh, Warhol. You know, it's just... Yeah. It's, it's a thing that's happening. It's not great. It's just... it's. 
this is this is what it is. It's an hour of a guy sitting silently judging you, which I guess if you need that in your life, there it is. Speaking of Plum Corp, on <laughs> Halloween... I wondered if you'd seen this. Oh, of course I had. Blackula Flow. Blackula Flow. At Jet Greguar, uh, his username is N-Word Mortis, dressed up as Dracula for Halloween and then shot an entire uh, Dracula Flow video, and it is just as bonkers as the original. I'm not fucking normal. I'm on that Mortal Kombat blood code pack. This shit'll make you uppercut a motherfucker into six rib cages, five femurs, and roughly 30, 43, 343 shoulder blades. This shit ain't nothing to me, man. I got my dick sucked at an isosceles angle. Now my junk looks like a word problem. Smoked on shit handed to me by a named Jeff Amphetamines, and I woke up having raised a white family for 2.7 years. <laughs> Jeff Amphetamines has got to be. <laughs> Jeff yeah, I saw. I was like, like some of these are okay, and some of these are like, oh man, that's good. Yeah, these are some good riffs. Yeah, he he really went in and got it. Blackula flow, Blackula flow. I gotta love it. Um, of course, you, you're gonna have a Dracula. You're gonna have a Blackula. So, that's just um, the nature of the universe. So, so what'd you what'd you go as for Halloween? Oh, I did Weird Al. You saw that last yeah, week. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so the people don't know that. That's true. I, I, I was uh was gonna go to a Halloween party and then friend got sick and i was like uh, i don't know if i want to go by myself well what was your what did you have ready so to? originally my girlfriend and i i think one of us or probably probably me got she works alternating weekends i think i got the fucking math fucked up in my head and i thought she had oh no weekend off and she does so we had like this really cute couple's outfit um gomez and morticia Adams. oh i love that yes that's because, very cute um my girlfriend's a scoop, spooky babe, and yeah. I'm a, a fucking simp. Yeah, it works. It works exactly. perfectly well. It works I love really it well. Very much. Yeah. I just need to. I just need to work out my Castilian Spanish. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but I was like thinking, like, well, what can I do? And I'm like, every Halloween, tend to go to this Halloween party that's thrown by a friend of a friend, and it's fun. One year I went as LP. And oh yeah. I, I thought I thought I did really good that. Well, LP even said looking good, bro. Pretty good. <laughs> Last year I went as AEW champion John Moxley. No oh, one's right. Got Nobody it. got it. Yeah. Nobody fucking got it. And I'm like hanging out with some of the nerdiest people in St. Louis. You'd think. Yeah. You'd think yeah. that like no one got it. Oh man. Uh, I think someone thought I was like Mad Max or some shit. Well, I'm like, well, that's I should have eh, said yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the fucking eye patch and everything. I mean, I had the hair. I mean, I, I fucking had the look. I was, those was the part pissing Damn. me off. I was like, yeah. I had the fucking, I had a, a two by four that I like covered in barbed wire. That's right. Yes, you and, did. Uh, referencing a death match, the death matches and shit he does. Mm-hmm. So this year I was like, you know, I'm just going to go fucking like, I'm going to make it really fucking obvious. And I was like, you know what? I got like, you know, some like fucking, I probably got like a Chapo Trap House shirt somewhere. Okay. And I was thinking like, I'll just wear that like a bathrobe. Like some sweatpants and like some skate shoes. I'll put my uh, come town <laughs> button on the lapel. Okay. And maybe I'll also find my uh, uh, Howard Schultz for president button. <laughs> the friend of the show Danny gave me for Christmas one yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. I was a really big fan of those. Uh, Howard! Howard! Howard, man! What's up, my man? I was really big fan of this. Connor O'Malley. Connor O'Malley. Oh, man. Bayo! Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm fucking... I, I still go up to people, what's going on? What's up, my man? And they're just like, the fuck? 
Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but I figured I'd do that, and I would go to this party, and when people ask who I, who I was, I'd say my name was Bernard Brothers. Bernard Brothers. <laughs> I figured I figured this is this is good enough. This is this is I, I had to fucking play to the room. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'd be asking, you know, telling people like, you know what, I would vote for Bernie in a third primary. Right. I'd be like telling people even chat GPT to get me uh, AOC feet feet picked. <laughs> Bernard Brothers. I Bernard love Bernard Brothers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy. Anyways, uh Elon Musk. Yeah. Joe Rogan. first of all, he he p- <laughs> is this, uh, Joe Rohan. Joe Rohan. Joe Rohan. Joe Rohan. Shot an arrow on Cybertruck, uh, defeating the Mongolians. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Joe. Joe. He means Joe Rogan, of course. Like he's Joe, Joe Rohan. Joe, he's straight Joe, out of Lord Joe of the Rings. Ronan. He is without master. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like, well, if the, a samurai did DMT. So yeah, uh, Joe, Joe Rogan fired a arrow. <laughs> At the Cybertruck. Like, uh, <laughs> Chrissy Yamaguchi, man. This, oh. this response, this quote tweet is amazing, but please go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Chrissy Yamaguchi, man, responding, finally, I can sleep well knowing my family is safe from Mongolian steep archers on our way to Starbucks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's Joe Rogan with a compound bow uh, hitting the Cybertruck, and it's a, a shower of sparks. Elon originally <laughs> posted <laughs> misspelling Joe Rogan's name. So it's Joe Rohan <laughs> shatters an arrow on Cybertruck that would easily go through a normal car. That was not the only dumb shit God, that he posted about this. Fuck this guy. It's an armored personnel fuck. carrier from the future. What Blade Runner would have driven. Now, my response to this was, of course, he thinks Blade Runner is the guy's name. He hasn't seen the fucking movie. Or he saw the movie and just did not understand it or retain any information, but knows that a Blade Runner is... There's something in, in there called Blade Runner. <laughs> it was a nickname given to Deckard because he was so good. That was the whole point. We need that. Anyway, but people on Blue Sky, of course, were having a field day with it. Here is uh, Busy Town, the Richard Scary, the, the, the worm and the apple is an armored personnel carrier from the future. What Blade Runner would have driven. Absolutely. Remember... I think this was like during the pandemic, maybe right before, just after George Floyd, hmm. where there was like the armored, like the, the the literally the street legal war machine to take your kids to school. Oh God! There was like yeah, there was that whole. There was a series of TikToks. It was this one woman, and she's still doing it, by the way. And and get out there with the armored. The door handles are electrified. Is that the same? Yeah, <laughs> it's like this massive black SUV. <laughs> Completely Big. bespoke and probably gets like five miles to the gallon. Oh, if that, yeah. That same woman is still at it, by the way. She just put up a TikTok the other day because I follow her because she's bonkers. But it's the suitcase-sized thing that converts into a little e-bike. Yeah. Yeah, just it, she's still trying to get that money, but uh, something tells me that ain't happening. I don't know. It's just <laughs> so bizarre. You know, there's a, a gel song called uh, How to Buy a Car. Okay. That that is um. There's a line about buying a street legal war machine to take your kids to school, and that's always just stuck with me. Because and how old is that song? Uh, that record came out in 2005. So there you go. And it has um. There is a a song on there. I forget the name of the rapper, but he raps about how much he hates George Bush and all this shit, and he actually got 
dropped off his label, like apparently was about to have a very successful career as a, as a rapper, him and his really? his group. And they got dropped because they weren't pro uh, war in Iraq. Oof. Not great. Yeah. There's a lot of like really interesting anti-war records that come out like around 2005 because the dust starts to sell and people start seeing. Oh, yeah. Immortal really Technique is. was out there. That song about Bush knocking down the towers. Yeah, I guess that's 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 that right loose change <laughs> even ugk have fucking anti- oh yeah they sure I, did oh I, wow they, i was just making a joke to everybody oh i was bluffing Pregnant i didn't pussy know was an anti yeah that, I, was an anti- <laughs> I was bluffing i didn't know anything yeah, about no, it. no i don't think they did i was just i was right. damn dude give me caught you being the poser all right crypto scam of the week you're listening to 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking, the podcast. And now it's time for the Crypto Scam of the Week. It is. This indeed. is interesting. This is an interesting little development. I did not know it had gotten this far. Uh, go ahead, Jason. Lay it down. Well, we, have, we actually have a, a, a surprise third entry into the Crypto Scam of the Week. But this week, we're going to start with Ryder Rips. Ryder Rips. Him and uh, Jeffrey Cahan. There was a lawsuit between them and Yuga Labs, the Bored Apes guys. They created a collection of NFTs almost identical to the Bored Apes. They were, sued. were they just like flipped? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. it was it was ridiculous. So they were sued for trademark infringement in June of last year, uh, which they tried to argue was an art project created to draw attention to racist imagery that others had identified in the Board Ape Yacht Club project. In August, Rips tried to unsuccessfully get the lawsuit dismissed. Now they're on the hook for 1.4 mil in profits they earned and 200,000 for cyber squatting. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Fantastic. Fuck you, Galabs. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's great that these guys made $1.3.7 million off of a derivative nft project i think was like immediately blacklisted by all the major pretty much uh, exchanges yeah. yeah but yeah fuck you labs it's like the same thing with like the trader joe versus trader joe's thing. yeah both parties are in the wrong but yeah <laughs> but and, and probably going to only side with like the two dudes right over like a bunch of fucking alleged like crypto fascist assholes that, yeah my um, understanding is that yeah yeah if you really want to like kind of get into the fucking black hole of yuga labs where it's at where it's not going mm. uh go listen to the uh it could happen here episode with yeah. uh our previous guest uh ed zitron yes that uh, is about a very... nfts just show you that it is a fucking black hole of suck Mm-hmm. I don't think NFTs are going to make a comeback. There are people in crypto Twitter that think NFTs in the upcoming bull run sometime in 2024. I, I imagine not. No, yeah. no. Uh, if, I, I think the thing that's probably going to replace that's probably going to be AI. Yeah. yeah. It'll probably crash and burn the exact same way. Like we'll be, we'll be doing this in 2026 talking about <laughs> AI projects. Oh, no doubt. That, no doubt. Like made yeah. Riley read more racist or something. <laughs> more is that possible um so (laughs) so my favorite part of this entire pdf that i found of the trial information was where they listed the back and forth between greg solano one of yuga's uh, co-founders and its president and the lawyer 
So the question was, without the movie that they critique, a movie critic's column wouldn't sell, right? Answer, it's completely inapplicable to this. It's as if the movie critic put out the same movie for people to watch. Question, without the brands that they critique, the parody commercials on, say, Saturday Night Live wouldn't make sense, right? Answer, Saturday Night Live doesn't play the same movie. Question, without the Campbell's soup brand, Andy Warhol's paintings would not have sold, right? Andy Warhol wasn't selling soup at the grocery store. <laughs> without the SeaWorld brand, a bumper sticker saying boycott SeaWorld would not sell, correct? It would be as if they opened a new SeaWorld. It doesn't make any sense. And I think that's pretty much the... Because, I mean, it's one thing, yes, if you're selling stickers or a t-shirt or something that says... Right. Board Ape Yacht Club sucks or whatever it is that they're parodying. But this was literally a parallel product that was meant to either look like or look very closely like the right, original There was thing. no other commentary. I think right. it was just, I, if it's the project I think is, I think it was just a mere flip of yeah. all the 10,000 Board Ape Yacht Club dealies. Yeah. And so accordingly the the court concluded that uh yeah that <laughs> anything that they made goes to uh BAYC. So God, what terrible people to lose money to. Right. If if you could lose money to someone, did it have to be those guys? <laughs> yeah, no so, shit. There was also a story, yet another press release from the United States Attorney's Office, Eastern District of New York. We were just talking about these guys last oh, week. Oh. Favorite some boys. <laughs> oh boy. Brayden, John, Caroni, Kyle, Nagy, Thomas, Not Smith. Kyle Nagy. That's right, baby. Safe Moon. <laughs> we got him two years later. God Safe damn. Moon. <laughs> God damn. That's amazing. That is so fucking amazing. Right. I cannot tell you how many times, how early on people in the crypto space were like, this is bad. Yeah. Like even people who like shit coins, right. like being fucking Shay, were like, this ain't good. These guys ain't legit. These guys have, have put themselves in a corner. The accusations of them misappropriating uh, funds and tokens was pretty much from like that summer. From day one, basically, basically from what yeah. I understand. Yeah. And there was a lot of drama. I remember watching like a like Twitter spaces or some shit. Okay. With them or something like some like maybe it was on Twitch or whatever. And just being like, wow, these guys, can't, they, they are lying through their teeth. <laughs> the Kyle Nagy guy Kyle looked Nagy, like yeah. the, uh, the weird uh, futurist dude from AOL. Yeah, <laughs> like Shingy or whatever he's called. Shingy, yeah. yeah. So Breon Peace, U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of New York, James Smith, Assistant Director in Charge of the FBI's New York Field Office, Ivan Arvello, Homeland Security, and Thomas Fatteruso, Special Agent in Charge, IRS, announced the arrests and charges of Caroni, who was arrested in Provo, Utah, and Smith, who was arrested in Bethlehem, New Hampshire. Nagy, still at large. That Kyle Nagy guy is going to fucking, like, dome himself. I would like, imagine. It's, 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 it's going to be a McAfee situation. But uh, but as Meatloaf says, two out of three ain't bad. So that's what sure. I, <laughs> I like to say. Uh, the quote from Ivan Arvello, special agent in charge of Homeland Security Investigations New York. HSI New York will relentlessly pursue individuals who seek to exploit investors and the American financial system for their own gain. Although this fraud scheme may be complex, the end result is simple. Theft 
Investors were assured their money would be safe, while the defendants allegedly misled investors and diverted millions of dollars to line their pockets and their driveways. Through cryptocurrency tracing and good old-fashioned police work, IRS, CI, New York, Cyber, and J5 groups worked with our investigative partners to track the millions in diverted funds and arrest the perpetrators of this con. So yes, 2021, back in March, those were the tokens. I feel like you're really missing out here Hmm. by not naming the special agent in charge. Oh, (laughs) Fadaruso. Fadaruso. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. IRS, CI, special agent in charge, Fadaruso. The way this scam worked was really pretty incredible because this was all new to me. I actually had to go back and watch an old CoffeeZilla video from because the first time I'd heard of SafeMoon was from CoffeeZilla two years ago. Essentially, the idea was that every transaction got a 10% tax, right? And yeah. so the remaining would, uh, let's see here, uh, the, the proceeds were split. The five, right. first 5% would be given back to the holders, and then the other one would be held into liquidity pools, which is a very common practice nowadays, but right. the time was fairly new. And the idea was there would always be this available batch of money, a tranche, if you will, <laughs> of cash to any withdrawals that you had, you would pull from that pool. And that reached eight billion U.S. dollars. Well, I think the valuation of the project hit eight billion. What was very popular at the time in crypto was tokens that had tax on it. So there would be tax on buys and there would be tax on sales. Some of them would have in the smart contract. It would go back. Some of that would go to liquidity, right? And then some of that tax would go um, for like buybacks or it would go back for um, like a marketing wallet. Floki used this to um, great effect to do a bunch of fucking crazy advertising in the UK. Okay, so there was some benefit to the end user. Something so the project could keep going. Mm. There are a lot of projects where the tax that went to like a marketing wallet or dev wallet was legitimately, as far as I could tell, used to keep the project going, keep keep it moving, not necessarily defraud the users, the buyers, and the sellers. There's also plenty of projects that use the sales, the tax to um, fucking, you do a pump and dump that lasts like a couple hours, but because of the volume, yeah, the fucking market cap is cratered to like 20K. Right. But the, the dev wallet through the all the volume of buying and selling like walked away with like $200,000. Jesus. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that those motherfuckers are getting fired because they're some of the greasiest motherfuckers that ever were dumb enough to show their faces. <laughs> I've ever seen crypto. What's your over under on Nagy coming back in a year and having some sort of safe moon plus or some? <laughs> some sort I, I, I think that guy, I think that guy is either going to fucking dome himself OD in like Israel um, <laughs> or like, you just fucking never see this guy. They find like his wallet. In his car, and they never see him <laughs> on the PCH, and they're just you know you don't know. Yeah, uh, if they do find that guy, he's the one I think would do like a fucking Ruby Ridge. Okay, 
<laughs> so I hope it doesn't come to that. Like, I guess that's that's really what I'm. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. just gonna buy a bunch of fucking cyber trucks, man, and you can't, <laughs> you can't get him, man. You can't get him. He's in a bulletproof car, man. Okay, well, uh, following up on that, we did talk about the cyber truck and the bullet holes from last last week's show with with Ed, and and somebody had said, well, you know, this doesn't actually look like bullet holes. It looks like somebody hit with a ball peen hammer, yeah. <laughs> in order to make it look like bullet holes. <laughs> Which is even dumber than the original. That is somehow idea. even worse. Yeah, Brian. Uh, before we get on to our our next bit of the show, I guess we should give our listeners fair warning. The main topic this week is a website known for being essentially a shock site in and of itself. Also, one of the first real blogs. Take it as fair warning. I'm going to go ahead and put the shock drop right here. And now the moment you've all been waiting for. Shock.jpg. Because this is essentially replacing the shock.jpg this week. We are talking about style projects. <laughs> and anyone who knows the name knows exactly what we mean. I don't know about you, uh, Jason, but I like to consider myself a, to be a Linux-loving slut. <laughs> I am too, but it only came much later. It wasn't. It wasn't. You, you, you developed layers than other programmers. It, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was a late bloomer. I learned Cobalt. <laughs> so, Style Project. What a website! It started in 1999. What we would consider probably the early days of what you would think of as like Web 1.0, right? I mean, 1989, that's... free free Web 0.0, yeah. Yeah, that site was something else. So Style, he did an AMA on Reddit in about 2012. Style was a character, he says, from a book I read. So I took that name and just needed to think up a domain name. So I used Style Project. A book by Pierce Anthony? Hmm. And his answer was yes. And so <laughs> a Pierce Anthony book motivated uh, this guy to change his name to Jay Style. So, oh, go back, go back. So you're, you're saying that, you're talking about all this, mm-hmm. and there's a, an answer or question answer here. Do you still have that video of two black guys claiming to be you in low tax? How did that come about? <laughs> I've always wondered about this. This is one of my, one of my favorite things from the early internet. And his response is, ha ha, yeah, I do. It, it was a friend, Aaron, and his friend trying to act all gangster when in real life. They were extremely articulate and well-educated black guys. It was just a funny prank. Yeah, so... It's, so- it's really <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> so, of course, uh, uh, Low Tax, the guy from Something Awful, and Style, they kind of knew each other just by virtue of being weird guys on the internet at the yeah. same time. Yeah, baby, y'all know who this is. Ever been to somethingawful.com, baby? Yeah, I'm the... Style, say your name. Low text. Yeah, baby. Y'all ain't know about him. He too. We straight up from the hood, baby, and we represent. All them crackers tried to hold us back, so we pretended like we was one of y'all. Now we ain't. Now we taking over, baby. We took over the net. We taking over straight up for all of y'all. You know what I'm saying? Was it an April Fool's video? Or was I can't remember what was. I just remember it was two black guys being like. <laughs> Yo, my name's Style. What's your name? Motax. <laughs> you thought we were one of y'all, but we, you know, it was just it's so good. Well, because there was an idea at the time where, like, you know, no one knows who you are on the internet, and you could be a black guy. Who knows? You could be a girl, even. Right. Oh, I almost forgot about that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
So yeah, Style Project. Uh, how did you find about Style Project? I found Style Project through the FIAD forums, through through oh. going to something awful. I think it was Jack Daniels at the time, and it was around that time where they'd done the video with with low tax and and style as black guys, and and it it was posted somewhere in FIAD, but it was hosted. The video itself was hosted on Style Project, and yeah. so once I'd clicked through that link, I was like, well, what's this site? And then I discovered a whole nother forum to be a shithead on, oh, which yeah. was theforum.com, which yeah. was also run by Style Project regulars. So, um, yeah, so that, that was where they came. And I want to say that was like 2002, mid-period, I guess. Um, and this was when Style Project was still kind of a thing because two years earlier, they won a Webby. Did yeah. you know this? I heard about this, yeah. I, I never knew that they actually won a fucking Webby award. This was new to me. Here's an article from the Register, 2001. Infamous porn site gets a hacker makeover. This happened, again, in 99, Style had faked his own suicide via webcam. Yeah. And so... I actually remember going to Something Awful and seeing the uh, the portal. He had, like, mm, a, a, mm-hmm. a cam portal. There was a bunch of, like, cam girls. So it'd be, like... His was, I think it was like eight per page. And yeah. the first page, upper left hand, was supposed to be Jay Styles. And it was like, so you could see a really dingy basement and you could see someone's legs hanging from the top of the frame yeah. of the image. And a turned over chair at the, at, on the floor. Yeah. That image stayed there for uh, a long time. So yeah, May of 2000, here it is. There were some major differences between the Oscar and Webby ceremonies, like the acceptance speech for winners that were limited to just five words, like, we love you, Google users, and style sucks. Style sucks was a bit of a catchphrase. Yeah, style sucks. Women would write stuff on them, their titties and their pussies. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. style sucks and send it into Jay. Mm-hmm. Not too different than how uh, now, I guess, retired party photographer driven by boredom, Igor. Yeah. Uh, how his website basically started was it was a similar thing where it was a blog. He just took photos of naked women. Right. And then naked women would write driven by boredom on their titties and send it in. Or are you up? Are, are you up was another one. Oh, man. Fuck. Are you up? I know. But I'm saying like that was the that, that was, was the, the vibe. Thing, yeah. yeah. Style Project won the Webby in 2004 Best Weird Website, and it was absolutely that. Another article about the Webbies. Again, they they won a Webby one or two years in a row. Just the fact that that happened is baffling enough. But yeah, again, 2000, styleproject.com won another Webby. 2001, Chip Rowe writing about style. Kitty Porn. Jonathan Biederman. Now, this is uh, uh, Jay Styles' actual name, mm-hmm. which I did not know until researching this. He runs a website called Style Project. Post a video he said had been taped from Korean television. It showed a kitten being killed, decapitated, skinned, cut into pieces, and cooked in a wok. Biederman told visitors, to us, it seems like the ultimate taboo. How could those... Godless Asians do such a thing to such a beautiful creature. Well, I'm sure Indians wondering the same thing about us. Why don't you see North Americans shedding a tear every time a cow is slaughtered? When's the last time you cried over a Big Mac? I don't condone animal abuse, but for us to say it's wrong would just make us all hypocrites, since most of us eat meat. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, PETA, uh, sued them 
Uh, they asked the Justice Department to prosecute him. Under a law that makes it a felony to distribute depictions of animal cruelty, the feds declined to do so. And so Style Project kept that video up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Style Project was... You know, before we move on from this, go back to that tab. Oh, yeah. Because uh, this page you have, there's something on there that's just like, just what, what a time capsule. Mm-hmm. Below it, risque driving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mary Lewis is a grandmother who still turns heads in Stony Hill, Missouri. That's because her vanity license plate reads, Aryan 1. I've been racially proud all my life, says Lewis. She says having Aryan on her plates is no different from having Croatian or Jewish. Wow, that's a really interesting. Like you're seeing being Croatian and Jewish are on the same level. I I, I know some 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 Croats, <laughs> some Jewish people that would get into a very feisty um, argument about if they if they're on the same level of race. According to this, the verdict was that it was free speech. According to a federal court, three years after the DMV gave her the plates, it recalled them. She went to court and won them back. In response, the state banned plates that could be considered, quote, inflammatory or contrary to public policy. Citing the law, the DMV again recalled Lewis's plates, but the federal court ruled that the statute gave DMV officials too much discretion and that the potential reaction of other drivers wasn't enough to stifle Lewis's right to look like an asshole. Lewis says any plate should be okay so long as it isn't for a four-letter word or kill. Oh, so c- isn't okay. Oh, whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you're gonna do a lot of beeping. I am episode. a lot, of, a lot of beeping on that. Style Project, boy, what a what a lightning rod for controversy. Yeah, uh, I mean, Style Project was where um, you can see a lot of interesting writing because mm-hmm. you know he had like you know listener mail or reader mail as it oh, were. Yeah. And then, you know, like he was very good at writing posts with a lot of hyperlinks in them when that was like a novel thing. Oh, that was so new. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't really know what you were getting. And I remember like, you know, it'd be like things where like he would be talking about like, you know, people think this website's too edgy or too vulgar, or too violent. All these hyperlinks are going to like, you know, too violent is like a photo of like, you know, a shotgun victim or something. Right. And, uh, you know, and like maybe you should just go away. And then if you click on go away, it's PBS.com. And like, which was kind of creative at the time. But it was, you know, sometimes he would have these posts and you didn't realize what you were clicking on. And it turns out it's like a video of a guy pouring like gasoline on a cat and throwing a match at it. And you're like, huh. I yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of penis mutilation. He liked to throw that in in between the porn. Yeah, and the animal abuse. Oh, animal abuse. I did. What's really funny is doing research from this episode, the Internet Archive really did not like Style Project. The Internet Archive has not archived anything from Style Project, period. They just, nope, this URL, anything. This URL is not available. This URL. I went back to 99, like, I'm, I'm like, okay, well, okay, maybe a little bit later, nothing, because even to them, he was crossing a line. We talk about Rotten.com, like, it's right. like this sacred vulgarity. It kind of was. But Style Project was the vulgarity without any sort of filter. Like, there, there, there right. felt like it felt like Rotten was curated. Like... <laughs> No, you, that's fair. But but uh, Style Project was basically just like all of the Faces of Death videos. Right. Plus like all the Hustlers 
with P in it. Or was it penthouse that had P? Penthouse had P, yeah. P, P, penthouse has PP. It was just like if you took both of those and put them in a blender and made a website, you kind of got style project. And you never really knew what you were getting from any link that you clicked on. Yeah. Sure, you'd have links loving sluts and like Alyssa Milano nudes. Sure. But then it would also be like someone with a really uh, gnarly amputation scar or something. Right. I mean, a lot of these things that we talk about in the shock.jpg segment that we try to show people, I originally saw them on Style Project. Yeah. You know, with the amputee putting his stump up another guy's butt. Yeah. That was that was a style project. Yeah, thing. I think it was probably style project rotten and like ogreish or like news filter or meta filter, whatever it was. Between called. the th- between those four, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, there there was so much. I mean, this site again ran for so long, and it's so hard to find anything from those days because archivo.pt. This is a site. The only site that actually has anything from styleproject.com. Yeah, Here's, just do like just like know, click on somewhere in like uh, May. Let's, let's say September 2001. Why don't okay. Why don't we do that? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, nothing happened. In, no, 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 no nothing, nothing weird. Little... Nothing. See, a lot of that just has to do with the limitations of archive software or whatever they're doing. It's so hard to bring any of this up. This is about the best I got, unfortunately. But here, on the right-hand side, latest forum threads. The forum was always fantastic, very much in the in the essay style, you know. Things not to say while doing a porno shoot. The news on blog wars. These are great little headlines. Oh, uh, yeah. John, Le- whatever, Minijet. Proof politicians didn't learn a damn thing from the housing debacle. <laughs> North Korea launched seven missiles. Amazing. Freight train versus torpedo. Stop moving this thing. Uh, date rape. <laughs> Former NFL quarterback McNair killed in Tennessee. And then finally, <laughs> Ching Chang Chong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that was in reference to. Yeah, like, oh, boy. Oh, yes, the, the, the forum threads are amazing, too. Uh, Apple iPhone. Uh, yeah, Firefox 3.5 released. Paper yeah. towels. Uh, um, movie, Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen. Mm-hmm. Poster monsters. Uh, and the Science Sucks thread, Christ is real like this shark, but... And then dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and then you've got other great sites. Oh, yeah. Left. Yeah. Rate my knockers. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like a bunch of... I'm a bunch of porno. Yeah. Amateurs gone wild. Bizarre fuck videos. I would imagine that's e Um Heaven triple six. Rotten videos. Rotten. There we go. Uh, stunt cocks only. Oh, fucking dickhead. Malicious babes. Hunter porn. Bunny tees. Uh, shush time. Shush time. Yeah, I remember like when there was actual like links to things that weren't like necessarily porn related, like <laughs> driven by boredom, rotten, oh yeah, something awful, meme pool, yeah, but yeah, the, there were, really was a focus on porno once a certain uh, time period had kind of passed. Yeah, uh, live cam horrors, so much porn. You know, maybe there's too much of that on the internet now. Maybe. Nah. Yeah. You you ever seen um the Eric Andre? episode where they had like asia career on no Andre's like you think there's too much too much porn <laughs> and you're asking a porn star i think i think jay style would agree with you that no um from the montreal mirror again 2000 a lot of people were given a lot of press in the early 2000s and there wasn't a lot on the internet there really then. wasn't yeah that that's true let's see here uh, style file the web's leading repository of crude filth 
Probably the most reliable source of tastelessness in the history of the internet, the style project, is nasty, horrible, and hilarious. After already achieving notoriety for its collection of unpleasant video clips, including fake snuff films and seniors having sex, the project has expanded to include features like Girl of the Week and Geek of the Week, both of which require a sense of humor that can only come from not having enough love as a child. <laughs> Updated several times a day, the style project will provide many moments of oh dear god no around the office. <laughs> Sure, this is the office. Yeah, I'm not watching. The, I'm not going to Style Project. I'm not showing so. someone Jeff Scott at the office. No, no, God, no. The AMA that he did, I want to say like ten years after the site shut down, he did say, "I mixed up porn and gore on purpose to fuck with people." Um, he doesn't go on the forum anymore, which of course the forum was then shut down. Oh God, there was a fundraising song. Help style motherfucker. Do you remember this? No, I know. I kind of dropped off with style project like around 2003, 2004. Because you could tell that he was just like, here's like a link to like Naughty America. Yeah. He was not really posting enough original stuff or stuff that I think that really what drew a lot of older readers to the site. Mm -hmm. It was really just like, here's sponsored links and click these banners please right and uh, okay here's a photo of a guy wrapping piano wire around his scrotum you can see some blood yeah you know like cool things so somebody on the reddit ama thread did ask him about faking his own death and here's the full quote i said that i would kill myself on my site the next night being an emo teen and all so i i loaded up my webcam and broadcast a new picture every 30 seconds back then there was no live streaming so I had already prepared a photoshopped picture of me wearing a loose sweater with my arms through the neck holding on to the ceiling rafters and photoshopped a pair of hands on the side so it looked real. So after standing on a chair and holding a rope and fluttering about, I changed the picture to the one of me hanging and people freaked out. A fan called in to Howard Stern and my traffic went through the roof after he talked about it. So many people believed I was really dead, but miraculously, after three days, he has risen. <laughs> and it's true. Three days later, he did say, like, hey, guys, I'm back. <laughs> and that is true also about the Howard Stern bit. It he, is true. Yeah, yeah. I, heard, I heard about that for many years. Let's see here. Why did you decide to do an AMA? Obviously, a very good question when someone's on Reddit. And he replies, some guy just messaged me on AIM asking if I do one, and I'm drunk. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, that, that kind of tracks. Out of everything you've done in your life thus far, what is the thing you're most proud of? And what's the thing you're most ashamed of? And Jay Style replies, that's a hard question. I was proud of the fact that I made some good money barely graduating high school, working from home, while everyone else I knew was barely scraping by. I think the thing I'm most ashamed of is that I've let anxiety control my life and dictate the amount of social contact I have, and that I haven't been able to live up to my full potential as a human. I never thought of Jay Style like that until I read this. And I was like, he's yeah. a real guy. He's just a guy behind a keyboard doing a thing, and maybe Style doesn't suck. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's not so much that Style sucks, it's just that he crafted an image. Always felt so strange to kind of get these peaks into his life through the blog and all that. And like, yeah, I, I always, always wondered, that. like, was he a real guy? 
You know, like it was, how real is this guy? How much of it is a put on? How much of it's an artifice? Because you never know, especially 99 to 2002. You don't know. Are these people real? The stuff he posted was mostly (laughs) the the, the shock images and the the stuff was really kind of bleeding edge, you know, for the time. And as a teenager wanting to like one up, you go to a friend's house, you know, like one of your first friends has got fucking broadband. And everyone's like, oh, or dial-up, or, or not DSL, or whatever. Whatever it was, yeah. Yeah, anything faster than dial-up. So you go through all that, and, you know, someone shows, like, you know, fucking Joe Cartoon or some bullshit, and it's like... Oh, yeah? Oh. Oh, you <laughs> oh. think you... Yeah. Oh, oh yeah? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I think I did not get invited back to a couple of kids' houses. I would imagine, yeah, because I'm yeah. pretty sure I didn't either, yeah, based yeah. on some stuff I showed people. Well, it looks like he actually did wind up do some consulting for some porn sites uh, after Style Project itself shut down. He started his own consulting company for adult, I'm guessing adult content, AtomicBuzz.com. Now, of course, AtomicBuzz.com is still an active site, and it does have a contact style button. So, hmm, maybe we have a, a future guest. Possibly for the show. <laughs> but once that site kind of cratered, that, that was a I, very I feel like different... it really cratered fast. Like I said, yeah. like I was pretty disinterested with it by the time I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. From like 99 to like uh, 2002, 2003, like mm-hmm. probably checked it as much as like rotten or something mm-hmm. awful. Really, what happened was sold it to a porno site and started his own deal. And that's just kind of been how yeah, it's been. It's been a porn tube site for like 10 years now, and, <laughs> which is wild to think about. I mean, I guess it was a porn tube site from the beginning before porn tube sites were a right, thing. Right, but now like it's explicitly like this is just for porn. Yeah. It was the Wild West. I mean, we say that a lot on the show, but I mean, like that site in particular was definitely like you never knew what the fuck was happening from one link to the next. Like what you were actually going to get. Abrasive. It was... <laughs> hostile <laughs> yeah i think not user friendly but user hostile i think so much of the internet is now just like data mining i mean you're being exploited in a different way you're being abused in a different way yeah but i feel like there was a much better social contract and like you go to style project and you see a photo of a of someone you know pulling a fucking pipe cleaner out of their urethra or something yeah or like uh, a woman Pissing in a funnel that goes into a birthday cake or something. <laughs> right, I don't know. Right. You yeah. know, something really vulgar and obscene. Yeah. Whereas now, I would say, I think everything Mark Zucker, like you know, your 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 uh, your data, like everything done with that, is way worse than seeing a, a photo of a uh, you know goatsy or. One is a bit of a shock, and it's something that you maybe weren't ready for, but it's something that's transgressive in a way that you weren't prepared for, and the other one is like. Hey, we're gonna monetize your digital footprint with really out your without your consent, basically. Right. I would much rather see a video of someone like foot after they uh, mowed the lawn barefoot and got too oh. close to the blade. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, I've seen more than one of those, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, after that extended uh, shock.jpg, which was the main topic of this show. Yeah, we didn't really look at anything gross. 
We didn't look at anything gross, but we certainly had the discussion. A lot of mental pictures from yeah. that time period put into our own brains that we did ourselves when we were younger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You did it to yourself. You I still need a breath mint, Brian. I still need a little bit of a palate cleanser. I think it's time for the breath mint. It's time for your mom's favorite part of the show. It's time for the breath mint. So what you been up to? Photographed Ludo. Okay. Last Friday night. That was fun. Ludo, like I said in the previous episode, band that was pretty big from St. Louis for a number of years. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they kind of fizzled out. Like around 2015, 2017. Like bands from St. Louis do, yeah. Sure. <laughs> but they were smart in that they realized that they could just play a couple shows a year and people would be happy. And they only, I don't think they've recorded like a new record, but they've come out with new singles and stuff over the last like five or six years. And so I photographed first night at Ween. It was super fun. Clownvis opened, who's always fantastic. I Fight Dragons from Chicago. Oh, yeah. Which was one of those things where, wow, this is really, this is like the like the kind of nerd, like Nintendo fucking belt buckle shit that I fucking hate. <laughs> but, but, yeah. They're yeah. actually talented and good musicians. So, like, it all, like, it's all fine. Like, yeah, yeah I don't really like the subject matter of the song, but, like, the performance is good. Mm-hmm. the musicianship is good. Like everyone is actually a really fucking talented musician. So the fucking Nintendo belt buckle shit could be forgiven. It doesn't sting as much. Yeah. Yeah. Leo was great. It was basically a sold out crowd. I don't really, I'm not familiar with their music. I think my girlfriend was more familiar with their music and I don't think she was that familiar at all. I think she was being like a little coy about like, Oh, like a couple of their songs. Like, no, she specifically like only knew like <laughs> Yeah, she had a bunch of songs where she was like, Yeah, fuck yeah. But it was really she I think she only really liked Love Me Dead and uh Google Hunting by myself. Which if you're Which on, are like, good two, songs, two, yeah. Two yeah. Songs. yeah. But it was fun. Like it was a good time. Like I got great photos. I don't know what I'm gonna do with them. I posted a couple on my Instagram. I haven't edited the Clownvis or the I Fight Dragons photos. I Fight Dragons were like a really good band. I just, yeah. like, but it was like one of those things like, man, if these guys weren't talented, this would be the worst shit ever. Mm-hmm. It almost felt like, you know, if we're going to do something, this, this like fucking like <laughs> Nintendo con- <laughs> NES controller belt buckle annoying, <laughs> we got to be really fucking good at it. Yeah, you would kind of have to. Yeah. Like I imagine point, like yeah. these guys were like almost like studio musician quality. Damn. Performers. All right. Anyways, they're like, going on an indefinite hiatus in the year so it was kind of cool like i i know about them for a couple of years so it was good to actually see them great and then um sexy red sexy red yes yeah, sexy yee. red my coochie pink and my booty hole brown <laughs> just got back from pound town that's right it was such an interesting experience i saw the photos at least the ones that you put on facebook and <laughs> looked like a good time <laughs> it was um so one of the things I really took away from that show is that St. Louis hip hop shows are like all the same. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're selling out Shea Fitz Arena over 7,000 people or you're playing like an Afton Presents pay for play at FUBAR in 2013. <laughs> it's all going to be a little bit of a shit show. Yeah. The uh, our, the media li- liaison at, at Shea Fitz Arena where this took place. Doors are at 7, show starts at 8. If you want to show up at 745, I'll be up to grab you. Like, okay, cool. And meet the guy. He's a real nice fella. And I'm like, who's the opener? He's like, oh, it's going to be like 
So the openers were supposed to be DJ Guy and his friends, Genesis the God, and Ruby Rose. Okay. One of those ladies, Genesis the God, Ruby Rose, I can't remember which one, is basically famous for being in an Amigos video. And okay. And like a rap career. <laughs> All right. That. I listened to both of their music. It's fine. But they both had songs like about like, you know, like Ho Aesthetic and like Lick It and shit. And like, oh, so this is, this is, I don't know if I can stand a whole entire evening of just really like horny, like trap girl shit. Okay. But like all St. Louis hip hop shows, no one knew it really was fucking going on. <laughs> except for the people who ain't going to talk to you because you ain't in the fucking crew. Uh, yeah. Okay. So there are people in this building that know what the fuck's going on. When it's going on, mm-hmm. it just ain't your asses. No. Yeah. So yeah. it's basically just like, this is on their time. Yep. And I'm seeing like the other photographers. I've seen a couple of them getting like a little anxious about this. And I'm like, oh, I know where I'm at. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, like I'm like, this sucks. That it's not going to be exactly like cause she was supposed to go on at 915. She didn't go on until like 1015. Well, hey, that beats Lauren Hill by at least two hours. Oh, yeah. No, this yeah. Is, I mean, Lauren Hill doesn't even show up. Yeah. Anyways, so I ended up being this guy named Bankroll Hank and DJ. Uh, Jesus Christ. How can I already forget this? I shouldn't be forgetting this because he played his fucking drop like 50 times. <laughs> DJ Bounce. DJ Bounce. Fucking like, like DJ Bounce. I love you, DJ Bounce. Oh, yeah. So it ended up just being like DJ Bounce and Bankroll Hank just like playing music for people for like two hours and every once in a while some rapper who was not introduced would come out and do like two songs and dip out <laughs> and uh <laughs> and then like some dude came out he had a really great vibe yeah i'd give that guy a ride to the airport okay but he's like he's like all these girls are like passing out in the crowd and shit and I'm seeing blunts being sparked and like it's hazy in there. Oh, I bet. Like, you ever seen like yeah. an old foe from like an NBA game in the 80s when you can still smoke in the stadium? Oh, sure. And just yeah. like that blue haze. Oh, yeah. That's what's going on from all the fucking blunt smoke. <laughs> all right. This dude's like, y'all want some of that sexy red grappy? And I'm like, the <laughs> fuck is grappy? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. It is some sort of elixir made with exotic fruit extract. Looks like lean, but it ain't. I like, don't know what the fuck this is. I like g- looked it up. I don't know if this is like grappa, grappa, like a, grappa, like a like an Italian wine. No, no. Okay, okay. this is the most the closest I could find is is like a play on what used to be like some old timey flu remedy. Oh, because sexy red had flu. The maybe has to do with the fact sexy red had the flu a couple like a week ago. Okay, had to cancel some shows. All right, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> But it was this fucking. It looked like a bottle of lean. Oh, no. But it was sexy. It was like red lemonade, the sexy red edition. Okay. And these kids were fucking going insane. One of them, uh, he threw, uh, and it didn't go as far as he thought. And it landed right in front of the crowd. Oh no! And these girls were fucking fighting over this shit. And it was, <laughs> and there was also like a, a dude that was like six foot six and like a fucking chunky ass like uh you know glasses that probably didn't have lenses in them and like a red wig okay like it just like none of this made any sense like kids were like passing out emts are like trying to get into the crowd i just what the fuck is going on yeah just what passing out a drink that may or may not like have like alcohol or (laughs) 
or something. Yeah. Just what the fuck's going on? Like, it really just felt like people were stretching for time. I can't imagine being Mr. Hank or DJ Bounce. Right. And having to, like, stretch for time for two Uh, fucking hours. uh. Because there was a lot of times Mr. Hank was going back to DJ Bounce and be like, yo, play some St. Louis shit. And, like, there's only so much hip-hop from St. Louis. I was going to say, yeah. Nelly, like, uh, like uh, at this point, you're going to be like getting back to like some like actually plays some like '90s Frank Ski shit, like yeah, Brown. <laughs> two do- two dope wow. two dope guys and a, two and a dog dope guys. Holy shit! Yeah. yeah, and eventually, Sexy Red comes on. It's yeah, fucking great. I bet she blew the roof off the motherfucker. I bet she I, she started off real fucking strong. Unfortunately, our Mia Wrangler did not understand that her little intro was not a song oh no so he pulled us two songs me and the npr photographer brian, oh. another brian pulled <laughs> us out and then the other two and i'm like fuck are we right like i'm not getting i'm not gonna fucking fight my first time Mm-mm. photographing a since like carrie underwood in like 2017 oh wow so i'm like i'm not gonna like fucking ruffle any feathers here okay whatever i go back drop my shit off and I'm like, I'm telling, I told the guy, like, I'm just going to go watch the rest of the show. I got a ticket. And he's like, okay. So I had a seat, but I'm also thinking, like, I'm not getting the seat up with all those girls. Like, no, God, no. No. Like, I'm not going to be able to, like, I mean, it'll probably be fun, but I'm also one of the few white guys here. I was going to say, yeah, you, no, 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 Oh, yeah. I was, I was the only white guy photographer. Until Lori from Post Dispatch showed up, I was the only white person. In the media room, besides the media liaison, which kind of felt a little awkward because it was like dead silent. Wasn't anyone like, yo, what's up, man? It was just like crickets. Oof. I'm like, yeah, no good. So I go watch the show and it's it's fine. I'm having fun. I think it's really cool that a young black woman from the north side blew the fuck up like this. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. And I people always like, well, the music's dumb. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So not everything has to be fucking Mozart. Right. Sometimes music. What you, sometimes. You, what do you, you know want what? out of life? What, what the fuck are you so, talking about? Sometimes about getting your, your ass ate. You know, he said he thirsty. So I gave him some pussy to eat. Right. You know, like, who? yeah, fuck it. Whatever. Fuck That's it. some dumb shit you say <laughs> when you're from North County. Everybody loves Kanye for saying shit about putting, the, you know, putting the pussy in a sarcophagus. I put the pussy in the sarcophagus. Right. So like. Dude, we used to fucking say that all the time at the fire, but we just be like. Yeah. Just doing dumb shit as you ever have And Ye even said it himself. I'm about to go dumb again. Because he knows. <laughs> he fucking knows. He knows. He knows. Like, he's, this he's, fucking, he's fucking dumb shit. He woke up with a goddamn water bottle. And now I got to be responsible for this water bottle. It's like, <laughs> damn. Ain't that some truth? Dumb shit sometimes is the funniest shit. It's the best shit. I'm in the I'm back of the that. floor. General attendance. Yeah. And I'm like kind of by the soundboard. I'm just like taking notes. And... Couple rappers I don't really recognize come out. I actually like texted Bert. And, like there was one dude who's kind of tiny, at least from the distance I was at. I, I, I looked at his Instagram. He could beat my ass. I'd be like one of those little wavy men outside of a car dealership <laughs> that's closing down. I would be fucking. I'd right. ragdoll. <gasps> yeah, but I'm like, is that little B? Like I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> then another guy comes out. A local female rapper whose name escapes me comes out. The baby comes out. No, okay. no, no. The baby does come out. I forgot. Chingy came out before him. Okay. And that's when people started to like really get fatigued. Because I don't know about y'all, but I don't fucking have a crease in my jeans. Mm. I don't want to hear right there 
No. In 2023. No. Like, there was definitely, like, a part like, oh, it's Chingy. Yeah. Like, like, he came out and did a song. We're like, okay, cool, cool. He did a song. Go away, Chingy. Go back to your giant. Yeah, and I'm like, of, I'm go, checking my watch. I'm like, eh, go back chingy. to your giant tower of wasp eggs or whatever. <laughs> and, and he does right there. And I'm like, fuck, right. man, I didn't like this song 20 years ago. Right. And, but that really, really lost the crowd. That was probably the lowest point of the show. Really? Bringing Chingy out. I think people just really wanted Sexy Red. Yeah. I think people wanted her attitude. They wanted her sass. They wanted her. Her songs about, you know, flipping your booty inside out and shit and whatever, like <laughs> Hellcat SRTs. And, uh, right. Basically being like Lil Nas X for like chicks that had to get a babysitter tonight. Fucking yeah. CNAs, you know, Altimas. You know what I'm saying. If I you know, don't know exactly what, I'm saying, what you're saying. If you don't know what I'm saying, like meet some black people. In your right. Yeah. Like get, get off the internet. Stop going to the Starbucks. Meet your neighbors. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Fucking do anything else in your life. But Chingy really fucking lost people. And that was actually Just one of those things where like I zero energy. Yeah. Then the baby comes out. And I mean, you want to talk about people came running back. Oh, I bet. People came yeah. fucking running Woo. back into the fucking stadium. I don't like the baby all that much. It was kind of neat. The, the, that just like happened like i think that dude said some fucked up shit right but just as far as like oh this is an interesting moment like people are really fucking into it he was cool in between all of this there was a twerk contest okay <laughs> and, uh, with sexy res like you know whoever wins the twerk contest gonna get 200 bucks you know come and get that that crab leg money yeah yeah which is that's the North County ass shit. Very so, North County ass <laughs> shit. Come get yeah. that crap. You know, you know, get your kids some clothes. Yep. You know, like, you know, like, yeah. But then you're gonna go to the casino and get the crab leg buffet. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's no, crab no, leg fucking, money. Yeah. You know, get your get your put something on your boyfriend's books. You know, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Very get, North fucking. County get him, ass. get him some commissary. You know. Yeah. I no, this is yeah, one of those yeah. things. Yeah. Like, uh huh. Like, no, uh-huh. I know you. Uh, I know. Yep. Yeah. This is <laughs> this is this is real talk. Yeah, yeah. This ain't some fucking Hollywood bullshit. This is what you would. This is. If I were trying to win two hundred bucks in a, in, a, in a twerk contest, yeah, this is what you would say. Shit. Yeah, it's like three groups of six women, and from the first set, there's just like one chick where it's like this this woman's sitting out fucking shockwaves. This is a little earthquake. Yeah, she got she got yeah, mad. And yeah, the yeah. second group, one of the girls that got pulled up was a little tiny white girl, tiny ass girl. Probably yeah. if she had like a twenty inch twenty eight inch waist, I'd be amazed. One hundred twenty pounds, sopping wet. Okay. Ain't got no found those bones. Tiny ass white woman. With all these, like, I'm gonna tell you something. St. Louis is the home of ass. Yeah. You need. You go over to your neighbor's house and like, can you? Can you? Can, can I, I borrow some couple, ass? Can yeah. I borrow some ass? They like, yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got yeah. you. You need a handful. Of, they stress chest jeans. Yeah. In this town. <laughs> oh, trust me. Apple bottoms were St. Louis tested. Right. <laughs> they put that shit to work. They put that shit to work at, at all every blockbuster in St. Louis. They put that shit to work. And here's this little tiny girl trying to do, do uh, the best uh, she can. And you know uh, what? Maybe uh. maybe down at the the fucking mixers at SLU. Right, right. St. Charles. Yeah. That shit can pass. But you, nah. 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 Uh-uh. There was shit going on on that stage. I was like, you know. 50 yards back <laughs> and i can even see that I, I even from back there i'm like god damn god damn that's an ass shaking the thighs going splits yeah whipping the hair back oh yeah just you know looking back at the crowd yeah you right saw yeah you saw that yeah. the whole fucking deal yeah i'm scared <laughs> but but this twerk contest went on for too long yeah 
And when it was Ori Evan who won by the first go, by the first round, it went down to the last two ladies. And Sexy Red was like, you know what? Y'all win. Both y'all win. I'm going to give you both 200 bucks out of my purse. And she's like, go get my purse. And I'm like, this rules. This yeah, this is badass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she like closed out with Hellcat SRT and Poundtown. Yeah. And yeah. like fucking people were fucking into it. People, I was like writing notes on my phone. Right. And I looked up and it was just ass everywhere. <laughs> Again, I'm far back. I'm by. Right. I'm by. You I'm by. You're. You're. Way I'm by the soundboard, which is yeah. the exact opposite end of the the floor of the arena. Right. And there's ass everywhere. You know, I'm just like writing my notes down, like you know, and I like look up, and it's just just asses clapping, and everything from like college girls to like, as I was describing my girlfriend, like that lady that works in accounts payable that if you played like thirty seconds juvenile, she might forget where she's at. I was like watching people's like aunties definitely fucking getting down. Oh god, and, yeah. Like, I was like, this is heaven. I'm probably like one of like ten white dudes I saw there. Right. And I was probably like one of three that didn't have like the on God, no cap, no cap haircut. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. You know, it's got some ups. The highs are high and the lows are just a little bit sure. low. Sure. God bless the baby angel responsible for the days like today. Indeed, <laughs> like, indeed. And then show's over. Hmm getting out there and i parked in front of the f- locust it was a little bit of a trek from chaffin i was gonna say yeah it's, parking. it's a bit of a walk it's cold out yeah and i watched some of these girlies walk by and i'm like god damn you damn. go to hypothermia by the time you get back to your car and i'm walking down locust walking past a couple places and i start noticing every single car is parked on the street's got a window fucking bashed out people shits in the, in the street oh and no. i'm like my stomach drops i'm watching these girlies cry yeah i'm like shit you're going you think you're sad now wait until one of st louis's finest comes up and shrugs <laughs> his shoulders and drives away doesn't even take any information right about. right uh-huh. you know that guy's getting you, 8k man. a year to fucking you know be an inmate or some shit Oh, St. Louis cops don't get paid that much. That's why they beat <clears> up <throat> on the. That's why. That's <clears> why. That's part of why cops do some. St. Louis cops do much shady shit because they don't get paid enough. That's right. Anyways, not the cops should get paid anything. Uh, cops all should be. <laughs> uh, but thankfully, I parked away far enough that I guess my car just didn't seem worth it. But boy, that was a long couple blo- blocks to walk. Yeah, just like seeing all this glass everywhere. And I'm like checking all my windows Ooh. before I get in my car, and like the people walking by, are like, damn, you got lucky. And I'm like, like yeah, I guess. Yeah, so. I did. Yeah. Can I read something for? Because I don't know if this is going to my final write up. Yeah, sure. But I think I think you will enjoy this. Oh yeah. I think I think the people at home will enjoy this little because I, I don't think this really fits in everything I'm writing about. I don't know if you know this. We're apparently not eating enough pussy out there, in mm. the bedroom, at the family bathroom at the zoo. Behind the Krispy Kreme at 11 p.m. during the advisory. <laughs> it's not happening enough. Sexy Red's music is a public service announcement that cunnilingus is not just requested, but demanded. Mm. I don't know if y'all been keeping up with reports on the ice sheets with regards to climate change, but it's entirely possible we have passed the window for eating cat at the frequency and intensity demanded by our women. Be afraid. I was like, I just kind of like wrote that. I'm like, I don't know if this fits with. Uh... I think it's a great introductory paragraph. <laughs> yeah, it fits. Y'all, no. y- y'all got fucking step up your game, brothers. Yeah, uh, yeah. You gotta be pulling them pubes out your teeth. Do we do we really do enough? Do it? I don't think we really life? ever do. I don't. Th- well, especially like for our women, do we ever really do enough for the for the ladies in our lives? Probably Are our children not. learning? Probably not. <laughs> also, probably not. Although, <laughs> are, are we eating, folks? Folks, are our children learning? 
to are eat pussy. Are we women's pussies yeah, yeah, enough? Yeah. I, I think the answer is unfortunately no. Probably not. No. The Heritage Foundation <laughs> ran the numbers. Prager use uh, introduction to eating Hello, pussy. Hello, this is P.S. Prager. <laughs> <laughs> We're not eating enough pussy. You might be amused to learn that we are not eating enough pussy. Um, yeah. Uh, Christopher Columbus was not racist. He just wanted to bring about the apocalypse, which was okay because <laughs> he was Christian. Right. What what you, what you got, man? For my benefit this week, what I really got into was somebody told me about, I like horror movies. You, you know, like horrors? Yes. But also horror movies. Um, yeah. And so... Elaborate. Well... M- movies where you see the bloody and the boobies yeah pretty much uh so (laughs) so horror movies and horror movies are sometimes synonymous the one that really got me was ty west's x i had not seen x until this past weekend and boy what a good time that was at the movies oh boy i like that quite a lot uh it had uh mia goth had, oh, uh, she's scary. She's very scary. Uh, Jenny Ortega. Yeah. Mia Goth plays two roles. So she plays the the elderly woman, Pearl, and then she plays her young uh, porn actress character whose name I cannot remember. Boy, what an interesting film. Because <laughs> the whole bit... Have you seen this? You know, Bex? I'm not, I'm not that familiar with it. I know of it, but that's about it. So it is essentially a version of, I want to say, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. A group of people who all work at a strip club, they all rent a it was in the 70s, so I wouldn't say it was an Airbnb, but they, they rent a, a, a place on this farm to go shoot a porno. And they're okay. going to go down for oh, the weekend. Oh yes, we- I heard about this. Yes, continue. Okay, so they're going to go down for the weekend and they're going to shoot a porno on this, this family farm. So they go down there and first day, second day, everything's going great. They're getting all this great footage. And then on the second day, something weird starts to happen, right? So this old woman starts killing people. <laughs> and this old woman apparently has has been lingering on this dream of wanting to be a star. Seeing all these young people on the farm fucking and sucking and shooting a movie. Yeah, everything's spraying. Everywhere. Uh, <laughs> Things are spraying everywhere on a farm. <laughs> and so she's... You know, gets jealous and starts like taking them down one by one, and it's 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 really it's gruesome. It's fun. It's weird. It's funny. There's a great little bit where the sound guy wants to date the Jenny Ortega character, uh, but then she says, "Well, I want to do a scene," and so <laughs> in the middle of the night, they're like, "Okay, yeah, sure. Let's let's figure out a scene where you could be in this movie," and and she does a porno scene while the it's very much like what you'd imagine like the red pilled guys think when you say like a cuck, mm-hmm. he's very much feeling that, uh, where he's seeing the well endowed black guy taking advantage of the girl that he wants to date in a scene in a porno that he has to do sound for. So there's this weird moment <laughs> where he's trying to talk her out of it. And she's like, no, I want to do this, whatever. It's a good movie. Despite that, despite its weird, like regressive politics. Cause again, it's set in the 70s, so you have to kind of take that with a grain of salt. It's gruesome, it's funny, it's dark, and it really feels like if Toby Hooper wanted to make a porno, this is what he would do. 
I'm very excited to see the follow-up, which was recently released, called Pearl, which is the backstory of the old woman character. Yeah, I heard Also that. played by Mia Goth. It was that, and then I'm going to see this tomorrow, so I will report on this next week, but I am going to see the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. God have mercy on your soul. Now, I saw a movie very similar to this, which you know we've talked about this. Yeah, the Nicolas Cage movie. The Nicolas Cage movie, Willie's Wonderland. I enjoyed that quite a bit. I actually revisited that after we had had that conversation. I was like, yeah, this is really good. Nicolas Cage doesn't say a word in it. <laughs> Maybe, sorry, he has like two lines. I can't imagine that Five Nights at Freddy's is going to be any better. Because everything I've read about it is just like, oh, if you're a fan of the games, like, well, I'm not. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> this doesn't matter to me. I remember going to one of the outlet malls out in West County once. And stopped at the Hot Topic there. I was like, probably my mm. first time stopping into a Hot Topic in years. And there was all this Friday, Five Nights at Freddy's stuff. And it was like one of those things where like, you kind of have that moment where like, oh, like this. Youth pop- culture has passed me by. Yeah. yeah like, I yeah. do not. Like, I think when, like, my overachieving cousins, overachieving kids were really into um, Minecraft. <laughs> Yeah, when this is like kids that like are like have heavily heavily monitored screen time, mm-hmm. and it's like how do you like I hear about all their extracurricular activities. Like, how do you even have time to know what video games are? Right, like, you are busier than me, and you're like eight. Kids are kids. Let them be kids. What the yeah. fuck? I do the parental control stuff. I say like, okay, you can only have sure x amount of time on your screens or whatever. But I'm not saying like. Well, you have to do... No. Look, they're teens. It's like minor teens, but like... Yeah. They're teens. They're going to do shit, and they're going to have a life outside of what you tell them to do. That's just the natural order of things. I remember being a teen. It wasn't that long ago, I swear to God. (laughs) I tell them that all the time. Mentally, I cannot micromanage the kids that much. I get exhausted thinking about it. I can't do it. And I don't know how some parents do it. I don't, I'm not saying, I'm not making a judgment on their parenting. No, but it but, just, but, physically but just like it's the, exhausting. The time, the time commitment, the scheduling. Right. right. Like that just seems, it's not that like, it's I, a like, lot I think of work. You're, you're raising your kids wrong or something. It's just like, that just seems like a lot. That yeah. seems like, I, I can't imagine. Right. I have a hard time keeping my shit together. I can't imagine trying to keep my shit together. Have kids that are in school. Two, three other people. Yeah, two, three other people. And like trying to make sure they get to like their fucking underwater basket weaving <laughs> classes and shit and fencing and, you know, right, fucking, right. you know, fucking uh, Brazilian Rochambeau and. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, it's just, it's, you got the Capoeira class, you know, the yeah. sexy dance fighting and. Again, but it also, you know, my, my kids are definitely what you would call indoor kids. <laughs> yes. They definitely have never drank out of the garden hose. Not necessarily. Ooh. They actually have, but that's a whole other. But, but but the principle of the thing is that they're definitely, uh, oh, are we done? Cool. Let me go inside. Uh, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, I, I, I respect that vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I do that as an adult. <laughs> right. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. I'm to be outside more. Okay, cool. That was sick. During the summertime, when like the most time they spend outdoors is when we go to the drive-in. So, <laughs> yeah, that or like sitting outside reading a book on a hammock. That's about as good as it gets for them. Uh, um, so I'm 
tomorrow I will be seeing the Five Nights at Freddy's movie right here in the chalet on the projector. So I'll uh, I'll definitely let you know next week what I think about it. This is my part of the show where we tell you where to find us online. Brian, why don't you go ahead and uh, start us off tonight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, folks. Yeah, if you want to find me on the internet, tell me to go <laughs> fuck myself. You can yeah. find me on Twitter. Yeah. Or, or X. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue Sky. Threads if you're some sort of f- f- fucking pervert. Uh, <laughs> is Instagram. At I shot Giddy Board. That's I-S-H-O-T-G-U-I-D-B-O-R-D. Okay. I'm going to have some words and some f- f- photos up <laughs> on uh, theartsstl.com. Uh, it's a sexy right? And Amel the Sniffers. You should really look at those photos because the other person who took photos of that show, their photos were as good as mine. Oh, jeez, Rick. Jeez, <laughs> oh, Rick. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, you should check out my Amel and the Sniffers photos. You're still really going good. with this. Okay. And then we have the sexy red stuff. I don't know if I mentioned that yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Arts SCL is really great. Uh, Jason, what's your favorite slur? My favorite slur is probably, um... My grandpa used to say that when the neighbor kid let his dog out. Yeah. <coughs> and I haven't I haven't heard that in a while, but, you know, it's yeah, my favorite. Uh, you know, but, that was, uh... I think that was, like, the favorite slur of the guy from Arizona that didn't want Martin Luther King Day to be a thing. Makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. John, John McCain used to always say. <laughs> you can find me online. Oh boy, on Twitter, X, and various other places as Video Crime, V-I-D-E-O-C-R-I-M-E. If you look for a video crime, chances are that's going to be me, with the exception, of course, of Instagram and threads. There, I'm Laser Goose CEO. That's laser with an S, you Philistines. There is no Z in there. You can also reach out to the show. Jason at 48minutesofdogsbarking.com. Brian with a Y at 48minutesofdogsbarking.com. Give us a call, 314-246-9766. That's 314-ahoy-poo. That's right. If you like to spell with your telephone, that is. And support the show, patreon.com slash 48minutesofdogs. This is about the time of the show where we tell... You. I'm doing my Shatner. You like that? This is about the time of the show where we tell you. Where we tell you. Where we tell you. Namaste. And good luck. Bye. Bye-bye.